If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Right. It's October. So, obviously, we're discussing frightening things. And you know that uh, that rubbish statistic that gets thrown around about you eating loads of spiders every year without knowing it? Yeah. Well, here's something spooky for you. I've eaten literal thousands of spiders this year. Why? What? And I only found out yesterday. Explain. That's awful. <laughs> well, let me backpedal a little. I ate a lot of arachnids. Our little sister has... Well, Ashley's little sister has been staying with us quite a lot in the last year. And we thought she was just very messy making tea and left sugar everywhere. Um, wasn't sugar. It was mites. Millions and millions of mites. Oh, no! <laughs> who have been breeding in my muesli. And I haven't noticed. I've just been pouring myself teeming bowls full of mites. <laughs> for God oh knows how God. long. I'm like... Honestly, if anyone's going to become Spider-Man now, it will be me. Only I won't have cool spider powers. I'll just have the power to reproduce at incredible rates and consume blood. to this season two episode 34 of the electronic wireless show it's the spiders episode oh god <laughs> i wish it was uh, it might is, be um, <laughs> it might be this is rob abishogan's pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion this week i am joined by spider-man in waiting <laughs> nate crowley well, well this week you're goblin justice yeah i just thought i'd medieval up the spelling a bit to lend it some more physicity. okay all right yeah. Lovely. So like a medieval goblin. That's nice. And Nate was kind enough to show me his goblin card. He's he's sort of kit bashing together as well before the call. That was lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enjoying some, some gobby C's. Some, some gobby C's <laughs> to go with the gobby J. How, <laughs> how have you been? Are you well? I am well. I've got the Rona, mate. I've come down with the bloody Rona again. I think this is my fourth go at the rodeo. So I am a rodeo clown now. Um, <laughs> and I am being very blasé about it. But of course, each subsequent infection I get uh, increases the risk that I will have long term <laughs> problems. So, Well, technically, every breath of air you take increases the risk of death. So uh, enjoy, yeah, yeah, enjoy your Thursday, true. everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I would, do you know what? I would say I've obviously got one of the new, the new build, new game plus coronavirus because I didn't have any respiratory things. I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have a cough. I had a persistent headache and a slight temperature in the way that like 
I wouldn't even have described myself as having a temperature. I would have said, oh, I'm a bit hot and opened a window, you know, like not noticeable as a medical issue. And I felt a bit tired and I, I took a test and it's the bloody Rona. So, But, you know, yeah, on the plus side, beware. all of your damage over time effects on enemies uh, have incurred a plus 7% bonus, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. I um, would say I only tested because I was going to go to EGX this week and I tested today to make sure I'd be all right because I went to an event this weekend. So then today I was like, well, I'll test today and test before I get on the plane and uh, I'm I'm done. So I'm not going to be at EGX this weekend now. As you listen to this, I was supposed to be being there. Oh, this means I don't feel so sad about missing doing a live recording now. No. So we were we were thinking about doing a live podcast. We're not going to do it now. You can imagine it in your hearts. Yeah, exactly. It would be lovely. If you are EJX, I was going to be hosting a panel called Piss Pox and Power Washers Celebrating Stranger Simulators. <laughs> That's still going ahead. So do, do check out Catherine. Is, I won't be hosting it, obviously. Catherine is not going to be holding up a little iPad, but um, Catherine will be hosting it. So go check it out. Um, it will be on the Friday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it will be tomorrow at 3.30. And uh, the some developers from uh, Powerwash Simulator, Galactica, which is an upcoming sort of uh, theme hospital and space game, and uh, the Landlord Super are going to be there to talk about simulation games and weird simulation games, which I think is very exciting. And I'm gutted that I can't do it now. <laughs> I've got to email them after this recording and be like, sorry, lads. Landlord Super is of great interest, so yeah, I'll be I'll be mm. looking forward to that with with gusto, with great gusto. Um, <laughs> comes great you know responsibility. <laughs> with great gusto comes comes great responsibility. <laughs> and uh, this week and th- we've been responsible for playing quite a few uh, demos, uh, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this week is the Steam Next Fest, um, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the demos that we have played. I sent Nate, I don't know if you did your own exploring, but I was like, look, to get you started, I sent Nate a curated list of games <laughs> you might like to try. She's a great sommelier, folks, what can I say? Yeah, yeah, um, recommending Steam Next Fest demos is my love language, um, and uh, we've had a go at playing a bunch of the demos in the Steam Next Fest. Um, to see see which ones might be worth having a butcher's at. Now, Nate, you've got one running right now because you don't want to sacrifice my the, progress. The run. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. It's only deep Ronald McBloody Survivors. Um, what's it called? Deep deep. Is it deep rock? Deep Galactic rock survivor. Yeah. Or just deep rock survivor. Either way, it's the one James mentioned last week. It's I haven't actually played Vampire Survivor or a Survivor's Like yet. I nearly, I nearly bit the egg when Matthew initially was talking about Vampire yeah. Survivors, but I've, I've held off this long, and I'm glad I did because my goodness, this is a very compelling little thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's horrid. I love it. It's. It's a bullet hell, but I'm the bullet devil. <laughs> yeah. And that is so nice. 
Um, so tell us, so it does it, because uh, I haven't played Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. So are you just a little dwarf inside a swarm of horribleness? Yeah, okay. So to presume you, like me, had only the most basic familiarity with the Survivor-like genre, which I know you don't, but let's... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's You are a little man or dwarf. You're charged with um, mining stuff out of rocks and that... The game does a lot of things for you. So if you run at a wall containing minerals, you will begin to mine at it. Uh, and if you are within range of enemies, you will shoot at them. The enemies are little crawling bug things that come in very many flavours, and there are more and more and more of them as the level goes on. And it's basically about kiting them. So as James mentioned yeah. last week, you're sort of tunnelling through rocks to make annoying little switchbacks to force all the spiders through. Once you've inconvenienced them, you come around behind and you've got your automatic shotguns. The more you kill, the more power-ups you get, the more, you know, yeah. it, it, your, your classic stuff. But it's just calibrated perfectly. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about... I'm really glad this is a demo because I really don't need the full <laughs> thing in my life right now. It is... If you've got impulse control problems, folks, this one, this one's a danger. <laughs> well, um, I'm sorry if you said this and I, I didn't understand or, or hear, but um, did is it top down or is it first person or third person or how? how oh yeah, it? totally forgot to say it's um like diablometric. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, yeah uh, you can't change the camera angle or anything, which is a joy because. Uh, yeah, movable cameras in, in 3D games basically ruined a lot of games for me for a long time. I'm really, really yeah. glad that's dying into the background. Yeah, like it does almost all of the thinking for you. So you're really just deciding what power-ups to get. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of skill involved, but, you know, I've got chipolatas for hands and uh, I had a very easy time. Well, not an easy time, but, you know, I wasn't being frustrated at yes. getting bullied into the corner by crabs. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Sorry, I'm very um, excited about I, Deep Rock Survive. I know, I'm excited that you're excited. I'm glad because I was like, oh, Nate likes to off, doesn't he? <laughs> that, was the, <laughs> that was the thought process there, you know. So it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> did you uh, Did you have a go on Robocop? No, I didn't. Did you? Because I did send it to you. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a little too meaty for my thinking telly to fully grasp. Yeah. Um, uh, so okay, I, yeah, yeah. I ended up kind of backing out and just watching a bunch of videos. Um, That's fair. But the aesthetic is bang on. Uh, it's an extraordinarily clunky feeling game. And I say that in the best way possible yeah. because Robocop was quite a mechanically difficult man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you like Do you like the Robocop franchise? I mean, yeah. Who doesn't? You know. Did you it, see the he's... reboot they did with with Sam Jackson? No. Oh, I did because they they did a, it had um uh your man from Watchmen in it, didn't it? Oh um, yeah, that's right. Geezer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With the face, Rorschach. <laughs> yes. Had him in it. Um. So yeah, I uh I did I. Oh God, the man in it as well, wasn't it? The cannibal, or am I imagining that? Oh, is that, is, what what Legion of Hammers or whatever his name was? Yeah. Ah, that's <laughs> probably why no one talks about Robocop. <laughs> well, it wasn't that good either. Um, 
I think this has uh, the potential to be the real Detroit Become Human, frankly. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> it's actually about robots. And In not Detroit, about... Becoming Human, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it looked quite. It, it looked as if they were throwing quite a lot into the story as well as the gunplay, which honestly is the only thing that would interest me in a Robocop game. So, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't. You know, from what I've seen, there's not obviously too much of that played out. But I'm certainly like at the very least, it's going to be something I'll be really interested to watch someone play through. Uh, just, uh-huh. Depends on, yeah, it, it does look extraordinarily good. So I think I will need a more powerful machine to have go myself. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Well, I'm sorry I sent you uh, one that you could not play. Um, as a counterpoint, mm. did you know that there is a Moomin game? <gasps> really? No. Yeah. So this uh, with um, uh, music by Sigur Ross, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called Snufkin, Melody of Moomin Valley. Snufkin goes away, as he is wont to do, uh, for the winter. And then he comes back and the valley sort of summons up. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a stealth game, which I was expecting. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. You control Snufkin and um, you can play, you know, your uh, harmonica to, you know, get animals to do things and help you out. And... Um, the there's a a sort of park range like a um I don't know how to describe it like a someone is setting up like parks with box hedges and you know they're sort of corralling nature and putting up flower beds with like little fences around them and stuff and it's ruining the valley so you have to sort of sneak around these little mazes avoiding the vision cones of the guards and you know that the park adorable. keepers. And pull up all the signs that say, like, no looking at the flowers and stuff. Pull up all the signs and then uh, that will get the um, park rangers to leave. And then you just get rid of the, the little park and make it back in, into just like a field. It's really cute. This might and finally it's... sell me on Snufkin, if I'm honest. I knew someone who looked exactly like Snufkin. It was really funny. <laughs> We've all known someone who looks like Snufkin. Yeah, it's probably like exactly like him. I couldn't, I couldn't kind of understand. It, it was, it was like looking at. Do you know one of those horrible um, art things? That is yes. like what Homer would look like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. For listeners uh, unaware of the uh, the deeper Moomins law, uh, the the Moomins are a family of uh, hippomorphic uh, trolls. Uh, who live yeah, in a, they dark. Uh, yeah, they're really hippo. Big, aren't big they? hippo energy, um, but they're sort of white, and uh, and they live in this sort of land of slightly melancholy, deeply Scandinavian whimsy. Yeah, uh, and Snufkin is just this dude. Basically, who sh- yeah. <laughs> who shows up? He's just a man in this world of like you know little funny hippo people and strange wibbly electric ghosts. There's just a bloke yeah. who shows up and everyone's really impressed with him. He's like Tom Cruise <laughs> in The Last Samurai. Um, but, you know, I guess he's cool. He's got a great hat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to got, be persuaded. He's got a good hat and um, he plays the harmonica and he's sort of like a a, a sort of travelling 
troubadour who likes nature and and stuff there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it really but um it's a really sweet little game and especially if you have any kind of um fondness for the uh for the moomins i would definitely recommend it um it's really sweet and i yeah i was not expecting it to be a uh <laughs> Metal Groke Solid, yeah. A stealth game, but yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It's a Groke, it isn't it? Is. So, the uh, Groke's, by the way, the most frightening monster in children's literature. But the Groke just wants to be understood and wants a friend, you know. I know, that's um, what makes it so frightening. <laughs> I mean, mate, the Groke might be in it. I do not know. I cannot confirm or deny, basically. Um, but that was really, really lovely um and then i played a bunch of kind of puzzly games as well did you what else did you play nate that's uh, so, a so solium in that oh, i can never say it right like D- devil sieve yeah so solium infernum that's right yes um that's a tricky one because i didn't have enough time to get mega into it i know i know my way roughly around the original um and of course yeah. there was the that was the one that was the legendary rps series on wasn't there uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I wouldn't uh, like to. the The problem I've had with it, I'm, I really like the character of it, which is the most yeah. exciting thing for me. Um, I suppose that the dampener for me is I've just I fell out of love with Civ Six, and humankind uh-huh. didn't really um just grab me for long. And like, what were those? Um, yeah. Yeah, basically, I'm um, sort of big hex-based four Xs. Just don't don't seem to stir me anymore. And and I did load into that and think, oh god, there's going to be a lot of that to come. And I think it, you yeah. know, it'll be fine once I get my head properly round something. But I I I think I'm just still looking for my next Civ Five. Um, so like I say, hopefully, I think the diplomacy and the the you know the fact everyone's a whopping great Satan. Um, Gives yes, this one a really yes. interesting flavour, and that's what what's compelling me really more than the sort of you know potential for it as a as a four X, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I did want to get your take on that because I know you like a four X. So, and I have no. Do you think you could train me to like a four X? Yeah, um, or at least I can I can identify what all the dopamine triggers in a four X are and see how much you're feeling them. <laughs> like, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> Like setting up a, I could set up a couple of save games in Civ Five where you get to place your settler on a really efficient tile, and if you could measure the pathetic satisfaction you feel on a scale of zero to ten, I could then calculate how much it's worth persisting. Okay, all right, okay. Um, I played uh, a demo this morning actually that uh, <laughs> that uh, that I thought had big Nate energy. I don't know how good it is i don't really play loads of it but it's called the midnight crimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm listening (laughs) and it's a steampunk detective thing hang on i I was hoping it would be about a band called the midnight crimes um okay i don't want to play it can we store page okay let's go to the store page i'm clicking around steam so apologies if you can hear hear the clicking um it's a point and click detective adventure game you're a retired private detective investigating the case of a missing child while facing his own past demons. And you live in a 
a sort of Victorian steampunk city called Midnight Cove. Um, oh, yeah. And it's one of those ones where it does the fixed camera where you're walking around. It's like a Resident Evil, you know, camera is fixed as you walk around from street to street. It's got a bit kind of... Um, this is a deep pull, but uh, Repo the Genetic Opera vibes. Whoa! The, the main character, who's called like Benjamin, and he's like, bloody hell, my wife and kid are dead, and I'm sad, <laughs> and he talks like that. <laughs> this sounds like it's straight from my Realm of Gloom continuity. Yeah, it's like, do you know what? Like, look at, so it's sort of like steampunk The Wolf Among Us in the look, so it's a bit sort of sell cell shaded and benjamin has like he used to do private detectoring and his uh sidekick was a woman called emily and uh you know he goes out into the rain it's always raining and emily is like how are you doing benjamin and he's like oh i missed you love where have you been <laughs> or and she's like do you want to come down the crow and duck or whatever <laughs> you know, it's very like the whole thing feels like something uh you would draw it feels like one of your thousand and one games that never existed (laughs) oh oh, speaking of which alice i came up with the survivors like i've got to tell you about it okay all right okay go shoot okay now how's your latin first of all do you know because i don't do you know what like the the plural form of two is so Uh, it depends it depends very much i think on what what you are doing how would you pluralize et tu brute if there were, say, oh. 10,000 Brutuses. Oh, God. AKA Empire Survivor. <laughs> One Julius Caesar. Empire Survivor. That, oh, I have God. to credit that, actually. That was a uh, friend of the show, David Hayward, when, uh, when I told them about the idea. Um, but, yeah, it would be... Now, I didn't see it as a, a classic Survivor's like, because I thought it would be really fun as an asymmetric MMO. Where one player is Caesar with like godlike powers and everyone else is Brutus with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a Brutus hell. Yeah. I mean, I'd play it. I've, I just looked it up and apparently the plural of two is Vos. So it'll be et Vos uh, Brutai. <laughs> et Vos Brutii? Yeah, Brutii. There you go. So there you go. That, I, if, if anyone wants to make that, give me um, a million quid. Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. You're my new agent. <laughs> and I get 10% of the million quid. Sounds good. Speaking Empire of friends of the show, actually. <laughs> speaking of uh, friends of the show, we did get an email. Um, I've got to find it. From Jeffrey Card. Do you remember Jeffrey? Yes. Why he made us all into zombies. He did. <laughs> Uh, do, you, so do you want to explain that briefly before I read the email out? Right. So in uh, so Jeffrey uh, put uh, Alice, myself, and uh, Matthew Castle, formerly of the EWS RPS in Peace, mm. uh, into State of Decay Two as character traits. Um, <laughs> so I think mine was Aquarium Knowledge. Was it? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so. I can't. I, I like to think it didn't confer any bonus, but it might have had a minor one. What was yours? I can't remember off the top of my head. It was very good though, um, and uh, Jeffrey did a video of it 
himself putting in the Easter eggs, which we massively appreciate. But Jeffrey emailed to say, because last week we talked about games getting uh, second chances. Uh, and he said State of Decay 2 was released to middling reviews but over the course of five years and 34 updates. It has ascended to the mighty rank of very positive on Steam. We completely overhauled the way enemy simulation worked, added new difficulty levels, outfits, combat styles, etc. Of course, we also have the advantage of being a first-party studio tied to a popular subscription service so we can afford to support it indefinitely as long as people are playing it. That is not the case for most studios and I remember being very jealous years ago when Valve first introduced this endless ongoing support model with Team Fortress 2. I was like, sure, of course you can afford to do that. You get paid for everyone else's games too. The time I spent working on post-release support for Save Decay 2 was the best time of my career because it meant that instead of spending five years in the dark pixel mines unable to talk about my work, my team was releasing new stuff every couple of months and got immediate feedback from the audience for everything we did. Now I'm a little jealous of Wushu Studios whom we brought in to continue working on it while we focus on the sequel. But on the positive side, they're from your neck of the woods, the world's in Liverpool, so their accents are adorable. Uh, <laughs> I love that description of the uh, Scouse accent. I'm not sure adorable would be the first that people reached for. I'm, I'm going with it. It is a very good accent. It was uh, actually voted recently uh, the one of the top most attractive accents in the UK, I believe. And Brummy made it onto the top 10 internationally. Wow. Blimey. Which, and you know, I, I have the zeal of the converted for the West Midlands. I will, I'll take a bullet for it, but um, no. Nah. Well, the number one was, um, <laughs> was the Northern Irish. Um, really? But, yeah. But you know, Americans will shag anyone from the UK, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's it's an awful generalization of me um but thank you very much jeffrey for uh letting us know and i guess we can look out for state of decay 3 and also check out state of decay 2 post- and also thanks for making us immortal because it, it looks thanks like it isn't going anywhere yeah. soon so yeah we're, we'll, we'll literally never die i'm never gonna die <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, so if you have time, maybe check out The Midnight Crimes, Nate, because I think it has big Nate energy. It's a little bit janky and I've only played a bit of it, but it's very, it's like every voice in it makes me think of you. Has it got like real <laughs> Ray Winston, like lumbering out of yeah. an alley with a chimp on a leash kind of energy? Yeah, exactly that. Love exactly it. that. Though I just ran into some grave robbers called like, like maggot and flesh eater or whatever it's very <laughs> yeah it sounds very wild. you I'm in. very you um i played a bunch of kind of horrible uh point and click detective games um uh but one i did play that i thought was quite interesting was uh the gap which is about a man trying to i don't know exactly what he's trying to do but he's he's flashing back into his life and I think sort of changing his life or changing his past by jumping through memories and uh, in a system that he invented because he's a neuroscientist. It's called like Deja Vu, the system that he does. And in the gap, the game, you start in your empty, sad flat and then you look at important memory triggers and then you can sort of jump backwards through them layer by layer and you can jump back up again. So... Hmm. Is it like a modern-day grim flat? Yeah, yeah. Okay. well, it's grim because you've been living in it divorced and alone and it's just full of takeaway stuff that you haven't cleared up and lots of burnt paper and stuff. But you find like a bit of burnt paper and then you can jump through that into another scene and that might unlock 
a puzzle in the previous level. So, for example, uh, you can jump from your flat into your student flat the day before a test, and then Ooh. you can jump into the test. You have to fill out the the test sheet with answers and you and you kind of I was like oh shit I don't know any of these answers so I jumped back and then I could find all the answers to the test in my student flat jump back into the test ace the test jump back out you know well, which memory sort of works that way it would be good wouldn't it that's a lovely but, gimmick uh, though is it one of those games like which keeps giving you sweet little surprises with changes in format where it's like oh and you not you know not sort of WarioWare style where you're constantly doing mini games but like having to like fill in the exam like I wouldn't expect to do that in a point and click. It's quite fun. Yeah, so that it's uh, it all looks the same. It's very sort of re- realism, you know. But there are constant little yeah. Um, and then I jumped, you know, back into a different version of my flat, which was sort of a level deeper. It's a bit um, odd. What's the one with Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio with the brains? Um, Interstellar. No, Inception. Yeah, it's a bit Inception-y in that way. So you jump into different layers of your mind, I guess. And Are there so massive jump back into... noises? Because that, that no. would be good. Oh. That would be good. It would be good if there was a button you could press, just Foghorn. <laughs> um, but I jumped back into a different layer of the flat and the, you know I had to unlock my phone in the student flat to get this info and all this kind of stuff. So, it, it you know, it, it's really difficult to describe but when you're playing it you can sort of hold all the information you need in your head at once and you sort of know where you have to go it's sort of like treating memories as locations Mm. you know um so i really liked that it was it was interesting and yeah that's two point and clicks in a row you've made sounds appealing to me that's good going i'm i'm sorry well let's see if i can all right i'll see if i can make it three this might be a okay so, uh, buy me some soup, right? <laughs> okay. Like, so I believe it's Silo Dev called Weekend. It the game is one of those ones where it makes your screen the screen of a computer. So it's like a big CRT TV, right? Um, or CRT monitor for for Lovely. an old style computer. Like all green and it's green very wibbly. Yeah, and it's uh, very old school internet. So it's, you know, late 80s, early 90s. You can't really, there, nothing happens automatically, right? You get an email from your friend saying, can you buy me some soup? Uh, and also in your inbox is, you know, uh, links to, or like emails from a Spotify alike and a YouTube alike. And you're like, right, how do I buy soup? That's it. That's all the instruction you get. They're like, please, can you buy me some soup? You can't leave the computer, so you're right. Okay, so I went on the YouTube thing and clicked through, and then I saw I was watching a video of like I think it was just like <laughs> a sheep or something looping, but the ad next to it was a a instructional video on how to eat soup, and it was just <laughs> a video, a live action video of a man making some instant soup in a mug <laughs> with like hot <laughs> we boiled the kettle, did all that, but that was sponsored by the soup company right oh when you go to their webpage their store is closed so i went back and i tried and eventually i found an uh i won't spoil it but i found a way to a different soup company that said it would you know send me some soup 
Uh, but then I got an email from my friend saying they wanted a specific brand of soup. So I went back oh. to the original soup website. Their, their store was now open, but I needed to figure out my login details. And then I needed to get my credit card information. And to do that, I had to play a sort of uh, fake Obradin game that was like a knockoff Obradin. It was called like Bobra Bin. <laughs> and you had to play through that. So one of the assets was missing. So you had to sort of fix the files in your computer. And to even buy that game, I had to do another puzzle. I had to get a, a voucher off a cryptid society. So this is actually great. increasing my heart rate. This is like, I have anxiety dreams like that. <laughs> like genuinely. That's, I mean, that sounds like an amazing work of art. But bloody hell. <laughs> it was honestly really good. Um and I managed to order some soup and then the doorbell rang and I was able to get up from the computer and that's when the demo ended. So it's sort of a Daniel Mullins by way of like uh, early internet shit posting because there's another <laughs> there's loads of weird stuff that you can find that is not relevant to the task. Like there's a, there's a YouTube, a fake YouTube video that is like how not to eat soup and it's a guy trying to eat a bowl of soup while like he's sort of I, not menaced, but maybe comforted by like masked figures. <laughs> this sounds like really kind of like mid-decade something awful at its best. It's honestly really good, and if you like that sort of thing, definitely check it out. I was that sounds surprised funny as hell. and delighted. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else that jumped out at you? And let me have a wee hey. look at your um your Listerino. See, what's the other one I got? Oh yeah, no. I downloaded a uh, strategy game, but with a penguin who has a sword, um, but I haven't played oh, it. Oh yeah! Yet. I just respected the name enough to download it purely based on that. I know, I know nothing more than it's already told me, but I felt it worth mentioning. I well, that's why I sent it to you. I know nothing <laughs> about it either, but I thought you would appreciate a game called Strategy Game, but uh, with a penguin that has a sword. I tell you, the worst um, thing about that, though, that that actually. It, may, I, I, it makes me smile, but it it, ge- it makes me unwant to play the game because, like, because it might it might not be as good as the name. Well, yeah, and like a strategy game, like generally you want something that does something new, and if the only differentiator admitted by the title is that it has a penguin who has a sword, that you know it might have an incredible USP, but I think it's something very different. So I think that's it's a double-edged sword that you got yourself there, strategy game, but with a penguin who has a sword. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I played. I wish I could find it. I played a game that, um, ah, oh, it was you solved a crime by sitting at home and just looking at the case notes and comparing, you know, the um, witness statements or the suspect statements. And seeing like, oh, this person was actually out later than they said, and maybe they did it, and this is the evidence for it. Um, and it was a bit janky, but I I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, but it did that thing with the name where, uh, do you know when it uses like the Greek alphabet as if it's a font and not oh, a specific? yes. <laughs> which I hate. Yeah, that's And if weird. it changed that, uh, maybe I would have been able to remember the fucking name because... <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to find it. If you can hear me clicking in the background, it's because I'm apologise, and I'll try and cut as many of them out as I can. But I've been trying to find it. 
on the the Steam Next Fest page. I can't can't bloody find it. Wait, maybe it was such an in-depth kind of ARG that you actually signed up for Elon Musk's Dying Monkey Neuralink program, uh, allowing maybe. you to connect to the game so it could delete your memory of playing the game. <laughs> oh, imagine. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a real Halloween for you there. I played another one that was called like True Crime Scene, and it was, it, in fairness, it was... Um, again quite a nice little self-contained um, puzzle where you just were looking at a crime scene and you had to work out who died and who killed them based on you know like oh this is the colour of the lipstick on this wine glass and this person is only drinking orange juice and that kind of stuff um, which was also pretty good but again like not uh, you know what, See, why are you calling it true crime you know <laughs> See, what I, what sparked in my head was I'd really like to play a game about running a true crime podcast. Or well, like, and having to be like choosing which episode and just be doing like Dharma Palooza and fucking... Yes! Yeah, and you know, I mean, I'd also love to see a really like venomously satirical game about like running a highly like mega successful yeah. YouTube channel. You know, basically like a Mr. Beast sim where you're just like... Like desperately trying to like better your own hype, and you know, have like a thumbnail creator because, like, you literally could have, like, the game judge the efficacy of the thumbnail you created, <laughs> and it would be really depressing. I mean, that would be good. I'm reading a book at the moment. Actually, I won't because that will probably be my uh my recommendation. Oh yeah, later. But um, uh, so I won't. But um. That yeah, I'm fascinated by the yeah the business of of content. Yeah, anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, but yes, very good point. Um, <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> uh, um, having said that, shall we move on to as we've done a lot of what we've been playing already, actually. But um, uh, shall we move on to what other games we've been playing that aren't demos? Yes, certainly, because uh, the time I was going to spend writing the tower, I spent smashing the hell out of spiders in a hole. So, yes, let's, <laughs> let's do that. So, Nate, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I really... I'm, I still need to get the wheels moving again with Baldur's Gate. Uh, I got a big bit of it spoiled for me, and I usually don't oh, care no. about spoilers. But uh, with an RPG like that, you know, because like, I found out the whole business with the Guardian. Oh like, yeah. Oh. oh no. So you know that, that sort of pissed on my kebab a little bit, but um, I've I've managed to mostly stay off Hearthstone, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> I love giving That's my good. addiction report each week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mostly because they they just made Battlegrounds very silly now. Uh, it keeps you know when. You know, games as a service uh, decide to have like a crazy season where, you know, <laughs> every match has wacky rules. Uh, sometimes the rule is just the person opposite you starts with a loaded gun, essentially. So, <laughs> um, yeah, those aren't so fun. Um, uh, but that'll be over soon. Uh, I've been playing some Nebuchadnezzar uh, again. The Oh, yeah. I just felt the urge for 
just designating lots of land as goat pasture, really. Um, so that's the one that's sort of like Pharaoh, but... Um, yeah, uh, Mesopotamia. Um, so sort that's of ancient... That's what I was looking for. Babylon, Uruk, that kind of stuff. And oh, I, I'm really sorry. Regular listeners will know. I've moaned about this very specifically before. And I don't think anyone else cares. But like, it was, it was a logistics sim on launch when people were expecting a pharaoh clone uh and so the the developers were very very like graciously bowed to pressure and introduced like crime disease and fire um so now i have like and it's not brilliantly implemented so i just now have like annoying plagues and fires in my babylonian <laughs> logistics sim um oh and, no you know i just feel that's a real shame because they obviously they didn't see have that in their vision for the game but you know, when they were thrown into the lake of steam with, you know, the concrete block of time around their ankles, uh, they needed to stay relevant and just shoved those features in. And yeah, it's, I, I, I just wish they'd deepened what they were already doing, really, because it's good stuff. But they released a, a nice DLC, um, the mm. um, Adventures of Big Man. Can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, they've also included a load of military stuff in it, which again, it didn't really need. But I'm really enjoying Grand Pomegranates. So there's that. Well, there is that. And, you know, one can always enjoy pomegranates. What was your, <laughs> your favourite crop to grow in Pharaoh, may I ask? Um, ooh. I don't know. I just remember really liking the farms, putting the farms down. I like the just lettuces. Because like, with the original, like the unremastered, like, quite yeah. low pixel count graphics just these pleasing little green spheres and it was the first time I, I ever thought about like lettuce as an ancient people food because you just think of it as like a burger food I just liked I liked the like grains basically boring stuff like barley and, and wheat just because I liked the, the nice fields getting bigger and taller and then I see you cut down the barley fields in Nebuchadnezzar are something to behold are they? I might check it out uh i have been playing uh again on my little universe i'm not sure how i feel about it um it might be because i'm sick but i've been enjoying it it's sort of multiplayer but i've been playing it single player um and it's it's sort of like a survivor's like but for a crafting game if that okay. makes sense so you start on, it's you start on a little a little planet and it it's you open up hexagonal tiles by you know, you'll start on a couple of tiles that have some forest on and you can turn on automatic harvesting mm. when you run past stuff to make it easier. So you harvest all the wood and they'll grow back again, all these these resource points. So you chop down the trees and then you've got, you know, 30 chunks of wood and you use 30 chunks of wood to open up the, the next hexagon and that has some stone on and then the hexagon after that, it might need, you know... 30 stone and you open up more stuff and, and the cost becomes greater and more complex so maybe you need instead of the stone you need like hewn stone um or that you know so you'll need to like use the stone hewer uh, that kind of stuff yeah yeah nice um, and it and it's very like no thoughts head empty <laughs> but i think it would be really you good to play with kids like. you are it sounds like one like you know that 
the incredibly satisfying looking games that shit mobile games pretends to be in adverts. Yes, yes, that's a very good description. And I do, yeah, like I said, I think it would be good to play with like younger kids because it's very simple, like... You can turn on the auto harvesting and you can be like, go get some trees, you know, and, and they'll sort of know what to do. Um, so I I was all right. Yeah, all right with that, I think. And I wish uh, um, like a major publisher would like, not, not a major, like a major developer. In fact, do you know who'd be perfect? Like someone like Devolver should just make perfectly functional games based on every pretend mobile game at and yeah. instantly become billionaires. Because someone's put loads of really great design thought into making these fake videos. Like someone should just do the do the back end and instantly have recognition. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There you go. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Um, what else I'm playing? Oh, I finished uh, Sherlock Holmes. uh, Not Sherlock Holmes. uh, The Different Detective. Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, The London Case. Which um, was you've been the pottering on that one the, for a couple of weeks, right? I have, yeah. It was a sequel to the hot young Sherlock Holmes. Um, it's cute. It's a bit janky, but I enjoy it. Um, it's a little bit. Sometimes it's like you know, like a classic point and click game from like the nineties, where you have no idea what to do next, and so you just go around and talk to everyone again. <laughs> uh, but it is very cute, and actually, it's it's by a different. Um, team I believe but there is an Agatha Christie Hercule Poirot The Orient Express which is in the Steam Next Fest demos which I haven't played yet which uh, I may do forthwith after this recording in fact because uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know why but the, the Christie estate is spaffing loads of stuff everywhere at the moment Have you, just... would you say like you were a specialist in like literary detective adaptations because I've spotted you playing lots Lots over the years. Like if you were going to be on like Bidia Graham's Mastermind, yeah. Like, would you say um, like detective adaptations? No, I don't know. Do you know, I've just like because there've been the Sherlock Holmes ones by um, Frogwares that have been going for years. But I did when I was a kid. I used to play all the hidden object Agatha Christie games. Oh, that were yeah. I played loads of them, but it's just recently there's. There have been the Hercule Poirot ones been popping up, and the estate also authorized uh, Marple. Twelve oh. new stories, I can't remember, but it's twelve new short stories starring Marple. One of which is called Marple Takes Manhattan, which is not <laughs> is not as entertaining uh, as I, I hope. That's a kaiju story. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was just a giant Miss Marple? <laughs> Stomping around, Brooklyn destroyed when she drops her knitting. Like She's doing a huge nuclear roar when she solves the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, that would um, make all period dramas amazing if, like, every director had license to have one character like do the Godzilla nuclear roar at some point, and none of the other characters are allowed to react as if that's strange. <laughs> You can only do it once for production. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> well, um, as me and uh, James <laughs> discovered, Sherlock Holmes is now entirely in the public domain. So you, Nate, can do whatever you want with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and if that doesn't put the fear of God into the Conan Doyle estate, 
I don't know what does. You could do a home survivor's like where he's just attacked by a load of. Well, he could go up onto the plateau from um, uh, Conan Doyle's Lost World and just batter dinosaurs. Yeah, there you go. And like (laughs) the, you'd increase the thickness of his magnifying glass, which he'd use to concentrate the angry gaze of God above onto the dinosaurs to incinerate them. (sighs) All right. Um, Well, given that we've got no... (laughs) We've got no James, we've got no hardware this week, and we've got no Tower of Jocularity. The towers are mine, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, We should, I, I suppose... Transition to recommendations. So that does just about do it for this season two, episode 34 of the Electronic Wireless Show, where we talked about our favourite Steam Next Fest demos to give you maybe somewhere to start in the hundreds of titles that are currently demoing all over the shop on Steam. Uh, But every week we do recommend something that is not a video game. So, Nate, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, last week, did I recommend the town of Folkestone or the pirate drama Black Sails? You recommended Black Sails. Okay. Um, well, Folkestone's also good, folks. Um, but the thing <laughs> I want to recommend this week, because I did finish Black Sails, um, and it was absolutely bloody incredible. I had a very good time with it. And then I really want... Obviously, things are, are sort of a loose prequel to Treasure, Treasure Island. Um yeah. And so I was looking for good Treasure Island adaptations and Devil's Treasure uh, starring Mandy oh. Patinkin is a really, really good adaptation. And it, you know, obviously it's, you know, not made by the same people, but it, it's a good next step if you've seen Black Sails and fancied a good treatment. When was it made? Uh, I, I'm not sure, actually, um, but I'll look up for the show notes. Is it um, young... Patinkin or, or elder bearded Patinkin? Uh, medium point, I would say. Medium Patinkin, okay. So like... <laughs> medium setting. Um... How would you like your Patinkin, sir? Because <laughs> obviously, like, God's favourite Patinkin is uh, Inigo Montoya, but. Yes. You know. There's much to be said for the elder particular. I'm not. I'm not entirely familiar with medium. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, oh dear. that's uh, Devil's Treasure. Lovely. Do, who does he play in it? Is he uh, Captain Hook? Not Captain Hook. You know. The, you know who I mean. Long John Silver. Yeah, the bad man. The bad man. Where do you rank his performance next to Tim Curry in The Muppets? Uh, well, that that's the definitive, so it's unfair to really. It's <laughs> <laughs> genuinely one of my all-time favourite films. Do you know what? Actually, I had forgotten to watch Muppet Treasure Island, but that really makes me think Muppet Black Sails. Uh. <laughs> Sconzo getting keel-hauled three times in a row as Sam the American Eagle stares on with nothing but hatred in his eyes. <laughs> Gonzo would enjoy it though. He was put he'd put on the rack in Treasure Island and he loved it. He had big oh, long hands. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love the Muppets. Anyway, um I I'm gonna recommend a book called Death of the Bookseller, Death of a Bookseller by 
uh, Alice Slater. Uh, no relation. <laughs> it's normally a joke I make when someone's called Belle, but it works if they're called <laughs> Alice as well, doesn't it? Um, it is about a, so it's a, a crime fiction novel, As Is My Way. Uh, it's told from two perspectives, uh, both women who work in a bookshop, and I believe Alice Slater was a bookseller at Waterstones for a long time. But they work in a chain bookshop. One of them is new, um, and she... Uh, it is implied her her mum was the victim of a serial killer and the other point of view character who's not called Roach is a true crime obsessive who's like oh I love serial killers and and disdainfully calls other people normies and stuff even though true crime is obviously an extremely normy thing and you know um kind of comes across as a massive dickhead and she notices that the first girl Laura I believe her name is um has a true crime book in her bag and therefore is like oh we can be friends and tries kind of very creepily to befriend Laura and uh and obviously Laura is like and it's really uh interesting in in terms of like the point of view of each other it has that different perspective thing where a character you see a character through someone else's eyes and then their own um yeah 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 good um so yeah uh really enjoying it. i haven't quite finished it yet but um definitely very good and it's got a fantastic cover as well the the cover is like bright neon green with pink it's very good and uh yeah that's my recommendation this week so uh until next week gentle listener uh oh i did want to say as well do yes. email in your autumnal game recommendations because i want something a bit autumny not necessarily Halloweeny, but a bit kind of cozy, just something uh, a bit fun. We've got some good recommendations for short games. And I'm still ravenous for pirates, so please. There you go. Give me. So pirates. please email podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. But until next week, you can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. I think we're going for Blue Sky now as well. <laughs> Not oh, really? sure what's going on there. Yeah, I reckon so. Just search Rock Paper Shotgun if you're there. You uh, if we're there, you will find us. Uh, you can email us in as aforementioned at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can join the Discord. The link is in the show notes where we have a lot of fun, and there are there are more channels than just the podcast one. And of course, for all your PC gaming needs, you can go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. But until then, it's goodbye from me, and it is goodbye from Goblin Justice. Ah, farewell. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>